Discover the leader in you with the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen, former New England Patriot turned PhD. I bring a new brand of inspiration and passion to audiences worldwide. Having served and consulted with Fortune 500 companies, the National Football League Players Association, and the White House, each week I will prescribe empowering, motivational, and life-changing medicine for your soul. Now, it's time to discover the leader in you. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Discover the Leader in You. I'm your co-host, Marie Carthen, in the studio with the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen. Today's show, we're discussing why education holds the key to unlocking your dreams. Today, we wanted to focus on something that sometimes gets overlooked in the entrepreneur context, the importance of education. Education plays a key role in the pursuit of your dreams and leveraging your influence as a leader. In a recent article uh, called uh, The Center of American Progress, it, it featured something about the education of today's students is identified as one of the main areas of priority that America must focus on if we're going to be able to complete it in a global context. I offer you today that it's not just the education that allows you to compete, but education that will allow you to pursue the fulfillment of your dreams. In keeping with our theme of women in business, today's show features a very special guest, Dr. Robin Simmons, who is an entrepreneur and educator that will be sharing her perspectives on why education holds the key to unlocking your dreams. But before we do that, I want to remind you, this is your opportunity to call in with your questions and comments. We'd love to hear from you. The phone number to call is one 888 281110. I'm sorry, 1110. <laughs> a reminder to you all, our app has been launched. If you have not gotten the uh, app from Google Play or iTunes, you need to get the app. It will give you some good points and tips throughout the day and get you connected with us. You can visit our website at www.jasoncarthen.com and the information is there for you. We definitely want to hear from you. So if you don't get a chance to call in, tweet us your questions at Jason Carthen. We're also giving away some freebies for you guys and success videos on our website. If you want to achieve your personal best, then you definitely want these videos. Again, that website is jasoncarthen.com. Our I Speak Life seminar workshop is in the works, and it's the title of the latest one is How to Write Your success, Successful Business Plan, and that's launching September 19th. Give us a call. We'll get you out registered. And now I'll turn our show over to our host, Dr. Jason Carthen. Oh, thank you, honey. I certainly appreciate that. And, you know, I'm really excited. You know, anytime I have my bride give me that type of introduction, I get excited about that. So I think that you are all in for a treat today. As my bride shared, Dr. Robin Simmons is on the show. We're going to introduce her. But then I think you better hold on to your seats because we're going to engage and talk about some things today. So Dr. Robin Simmons is the assistant principal in the Cleveland Metropolitan School District. She is also the executive director and founder of the nonprofit Raising Our Kids Incorporated. She believes in helping kids at all costs before, and I love that emphasis, before it costs all of us. Originally from Warrensville Heights, Ohio, she graduated from Warrensville Heights High School. She holds a BS in elementary education from Alabama State University, and that's a good thing. She immediately gets kudos because I'm from Alabama, so we're going to have to unpack that a little bit. She graduated with a BS in elementary education, 
and a master's in school administration from Cambridge College in Boston, Massachusetts. Lastly, she holds an education doctorate, and I believe it's in instructional technology from Argosy University in Florida, and she has a son, Kamonte Leonard. You know what, Dr. Simmons, welcome to the show. How are you? Uh Uh-oh. Not sure if she's on or not. I see the light blinking. She, oh, there she, she is. She said, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> I'm I was, here. You know what, doctor? I was going to come find you. I said, now, wait a minute. <laughs> right. You have to love technology. That's right. You know, technology is one of those things that you can't live without it. But there are some days you go, you know what? This stuff is really causing some problems. Well, again, welcome to the show, Robin. How are you? Thank you. I am fantastic. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yes. And I know you have a busy schedule. You're doing a lot of things. And, you know, when this opportunity for interview came up, you know, both my wife and I, we got excited. We said we really want to gain and glean your perspectives on education and just having a better understanding of what it means to not only our young people, but we're not just talking about young people. We're talking about those that are going back to school. Some are retooling. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I went back to school as an adult. <laughs> so it's one of those things that this topic really is going to resonate with many people. So, again, just uh, thank you for being on the show. And we're going to dive right in. I, I really wanted to ask you, you know, what is your take on this topic of why education is the key to unlocking your dream? Tell us a little bit about that and give us your perspective on that. You know, this resonates so deeply with me because it was an educational journey as I sought my education. Mm, okay. I um, had to work on time management skills. I had to work on all the things that even the classroom was not teaching me. And I needed to work on that to even be successful in my education. Okay. So um, as we look upon the key, we're going to also just um, observe and take in the journey of going through your education because some people don't account for that. They think that if they just sign up for a classroom, for a class, and go to school and then get their grade, but there's a lot other into it that will um, prepare them for the right key to their um, field. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know what? I'm really excited about this topic. I can go on and on. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. I love that energy. I really have to back up so we can go forward. And I know my bride, she's chomping at the bit here. She has some questions, too. But one of the things that I need to ask you, you really opened up uh, sort of a Pandora's box there for a second because you said there's actually a journey that takes place during the journey. And, you know, I think many people are not aware that it's a process. You mentioned time management. You One of the things you didn't mention, discipline. Tell us a little exactly. bit more about what this process looks like when you're going through it. Because it's, it's not for the faint of heart. Anybody that goes back to school, you know it's going to cost you something. So give me an idea of what this process is like during the journey. You know, you have to have your support group. And even if it's just you and your Bible, it's your support group. Mm-hmm. You have to have those things in place because there's going to be um, that in the, the fear of jumping back mm-hmm. or going to the um, unknown. 
Right. So therefore, we we have to kind of prepare ourselves to stepping out. It's okay. The water is fine. <laughs> Go a little deeper. <laughs> okay. We'll make it. And 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 so once we get our support group and and kind of mentally prepare ourselves, we just take it one step at a time. One bite. We're gonna um, bite this elephant. Just one bite at a time, and then we can make it to the end. Okay. Um, having our short goals, and in the midst of that, so some of us we just have a little fear factor of going back. I always I have four degrees, and each time I sign up, I'm always having that unknown fear. Right. I've been successful previously, but this is a new chapter. Right. Right. Unknown territory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think How many can I people make it with this. Yeah, and I think many people experience that though, Doctor. And I think at the end of the day, we have to remember that each opportunity is going to be a stretching opportunity. You know, if you if you're going into it and you think, Oh, I got this, you know, it's just one more degree under my belt, I think quickly <laughs> you may bump into some things and realize every endeavor is gonna cost you something. It's really going to cost you something. Em, you were getting ready to say something? Well, I know you guys are, uh, you know, you're touching a topic here that hopefully our listeners are are just diving right into. But um, when I began the show, I was focusing a little bit on how people overlook the importance of education. And Dr. Robbins, Robin, um, you can speak to this because you actually work in a school setting. But how about our young listening audience that's out there? How this is taking place now from either junior high school into high school Uh, When we become adults and we either decide to continue on with our education, uh, college, university, uh, you trade school, let's not forget that our fundamentals start with intermediate school, middle school, and then high school. Exactly. Yep. That's right. Oh, absolutely. I just had a conversation with um, our kindergarten parents. They were bringing in their kindergartners, getting them ready for school. And I told them, you know, this is the foundation. Mm-hmm. If, if we really start now and work hard with our kindergartners, um, therefore, first grade and second grade will be just a, a smoother transition for them. Right. It, it's so difficult when our kids don't get the proper start. And it's just like a snowball effect year after year. And mm-hmm. then they are instilling those type of fears inside of them of feeling a failure. Right. And that is so hard to undo. Mm -hmm. And I try to um, emphasize with our parents and give them the support that they need. And then when I visit the classroom, um, I talk to each and every child about their purpose. They are here. They have a purpose. And I want them to live in their purpose. Oh, boy. Now, we got to, excuse me, I got to clear my throat for that one. (laughs) Now, you just started talking about purpose. You know I get excited about that. I've written about it, my articles, all that Mm -hmm. stuff. At the end of the day, if you have the ability to tie it back to purpose, in my opinion, and based upon my research, people feel more comfortable chasing after their dreams. They'll do, yeah, they'll do whatever it takes to be successful if they know it's in alignment with their purpose, and it doesn't matter if you're 8, 9, 10, or 40 or 45, right. <laughs> once yeah. you have that connection, it's amazing how you get motivated. You, you know, you two just shared something that I get excited about because foundationally, once you pour it into them, you know, people, 
especially our young people, they feel like, okay, there's a certain way to do things. But, you know, Dr. Robin, to your point, if you start them down the wrong path, it's at that point that they become comfortable. They think this is the way to do it. And it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. They continue down that wrong path in terms of uh, study habits, uh, discipline, uh, a hunger to read and be inquisitive, all those things. So both of you, I, I love the points you just made. And I think, you know, we have to figure out a way how we can be intentional uh, with our young people. And Robin, it sounds like you're doing that sort of thing now. Absolutely. I also believe in the multiple intelligence with Howard Gardner. And I try to have each and every student kind of know what their intelligence lies in. Mm. Because um, some people are not mathematical, logical, but maybe they're naturalistic. So therefore, some sciences um, are pulling on them in those type of careers. And, and the um, sooner they know they're intelligent, they can embrace it mm-hmm. instead of feeling um, ashamed to say, well, they're not um, a superstar in this type of subject, but they have an intelligence. Right. And it should be noted. And right. it's just as well um, as anybody else. And we, all, and we all have that teacher or that uh, role model or somebody from our youth that told us we could do it. Uh, just like when we ran into my professors the other day at the uh, restaurant there, they were like, oh, I knew you would do something, you know, when you grew up. And it's like, yeah, I didn't know I could do this. And <laughs> just to know that you know, there's educators out there that know, that hold the keys, that help us uh, to unlock our future and our dreams. Yeah. And I, and I think... Yeah, go ahead. Now, now we're going to take a break here in about a minute. But one of the things that, you know, I think we all need to remember as we segue here, we always have to remember that every person, as Dr. Robin just shared, learns in their own way. You know, there are going to be some excitement for, you know, the whole science piece. There's going to be the whole uh, focus on maybe, I don't know, engineering, whatever it may be. But then you're going to have others that want to focus on the arts, you know, whatever their sweet spot is. And we have to be sensitive to that as educators and understand that, you know, we have to be intentional in meeting our young people where they are. So, hey, everybody, you are on with Dr. Jason Carthen, the leadership linebacker and Mariti Carthen. And this is Discover the Leader in You. We are talking about why education holds a key to unlocking your dreams. And we're on with Dr. Robin Simmons. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Discover the Leader in You. I'm your co-host, Mariti, in the studio with Dr. Jason Carthen, a leadership linebacker. And we are talking about why education holds the key to unlocking your dreams. Before we went on break, we were unpacking some um, great thoughts and ideas that are coming from Dr. Robin Simmons and Dr. Carthen and myself. I just want to remind you all to call in if you have questions to 1-888-281-1110. Dr. Carthen? Absolutely. I tell you what, Em, this has been good. You know, Dr. Simmons, you are sharing some things with us and really getting to the foundation of this because, one, you're talking about the idea of it being a process on this journey of really chasing after your dream, you know, with education. 
But then also you're sharing with us a very real component that we need to be sensitive to our young people and where their strengths are and not so quick to maybe push them into something that they are not equipped to be able to do, you know? So I I love that. Uh, One of the things that I really want to press in with you and understand is how has education really unlocked some of your dreams? You know, what have you been able to do as it relates to education? How did it unlock it? You know what? Everything that I conceive of wanting to do, I have accomplished it. Oh wow! Through education. Okay. I want. I, I wanted to be a teacher when I was in fourth grade, and my fourth grade teacher, she was a um, prime example, the epitome of um, a strong um, woman that was very knowledgeable. I just had a lot. I had a lot of admiration for her. Mm. And I was like, I want to be just like her. Nice. That is great. <laughs> so home, I became um, a fourth grade teacher. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So you had it modeled for you, and you just said, hey, I'm going to make this thing happen, you know, but it took education in order to be able to reach that. So Exactly. And that was when I was in fourth grade, so who knows? And mm-hmm. um, I couldn't afford college, mm-hmm. but I made a way to get to college, um, when I lived in Alabama, I walked up to the campus of Alabama State. I registered, and I told them I don't have any money. They told me, come back after the semester, do your best, and then we'll find some money for you. Oh, wow. I was a full-time student, got um, straight A's and a B, and um, soon after, I was on an academic scholarship, and mm. I was a single parent then. So, um well, I was grateful that education um, opened that door for me, even though it was difficult raising a, a child. Um, I stayed on the academic scholarship for the four years I was at Alabama State. Oh, my goodness. We got to press the pause button there because, you know what, Dr. Simmons, you shared a few things there. First of all, <laughs> I'm not sure what got into you, but you showed up at the university with no scholarship money, kicked the door down and said, hey, I'm here, y'all. I know y'all going to let me in, right? <laughs> you, I mean, that is a faith walk. And I know we got Thomas on the, on the, uh, on the line in a second here. We're going to take his question. But, you know, Dr. Simmons, one of the things that many people lose sight of is that this thing is a faith walk. Even when you're going to class, even when you're studying, I mean, when you're trying to figure out what your purpose is, how you're going to align that with your uh, degree pursuit, all that stuff is a faith walk because you don't know if you're going to have success, but you took a risk when you showed up at Alabama State, and more people need to take that same type of risk. What do you think about that? Absolutely. I, um, I hear all the time about being a single parent and you don't have the time, the resources, there's a way. Yeah. And and if you have the will, you will find the way. There you yeah. go. And uh, so many so many people can take an excuse and just go, No, now is not the time. Let me you know, let me raise my child and then I'll go back to school. But you took a risk and you went out there and, and look at you now. Yeah, that's amazing. Now, Doctor Simmons, we're gonna take a quick caller here. Thomas is on the line with us. Thomas, what question do you have for us? Oh, yes. I would just like to ask, basically, how much do the federal, state, or city political system play into how our kids get their lessons and what is taught through the superintendents and to the school systems? 
Wow, great question. And you know what? I think uh, for some reason I see Robin fell off the line here. <laughs> Hopefully we'll get Robin back on the line. But, Thomas, you know, specifically when you ask that type of question, do you mean in terms of funding? Because, you know, funding is a big part, especially with the state. But do you, do you mean that or is it something else uh, specifically that you're talking about? I have not so much the funding, but the curriculum itself, the educational value. Okay, okay. Now, Dr. Simmons, are you on the line? Did you hear the question I'm from here. Thomas? No, I did not. Thomas, repeat that question one more time. We have uh, Dr. Right. Simmons back on the line. All right, this is Thomas. I would like to know how much does the federal, the state, and the city political systems play when teaching our kids, mm. from the curriculum to the economics? All right. Excellent, Thomas. We're going to tackle that question for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Thanks for calling in. Dr. Simmons, what do you have to say about that? Well, you know, it's very interesting. One of my master classes, I had to take the history of education Mm -hmm. and how in the history went to talk about the funding of it. Yes. Um, And in certain aspects and certain monies that allowed it to just education. Yes. And it goes back to when we now say teachers don't get enough money, they're not paid enough. It all goes back, stems back to how we fund our education system. Mm-hmm. And all of this money is getting towards certain portion of it is the curriculum. And then we have certain um, types of, I guess, measurements on are we teaching our kids what we need to teach them for a global economy yes. to compete. Yes. So therefore, with those certain measurements, um, forms the curriculum um, mm-hmm. of the districts and of the um, each in every state. Yeah. So there is the money that the state and federal are allotting. How much is it? Is it, it kind of depends on the jurisdiction and the population of the kids yeah. and the needs of the district. Mm-hmm. So that varies. The amount of money varies. Yeah, and I think that based upon Thomas's question too, you know, your response is very appropriate because you're going to have variances depend depending upon where you are. And to you know, Maridi's point earlier, when she led into the show, there's a recent article in the Center for American Progress that talks about our ability to put more funding towards our children's education. That's going to look different for different places, to Thomas's point, and based upon trying to answer his question so he has a better understanding. So I think we always have to remember we want what's best for our children, and we have to work within constraints of budget. We have to work within constraints of location, what's going on. But as long as we have people like you, Dr. Simmons, that is in there that are really making a difference with our students – we're going to come out on the front side of it and be more effective. Uh, so that's something that we really have to keep in mind. And Thomas, really appreciate that call and that question. I think at the end of the day, we're going to have to take a break here in two minutes, but at the end of the day, as long as we are mindful that in order to compete, we must equip our young people, that is going to help us to move forward and maintain momentum. What do you think about that, Dr. Simmons? Absolutely. And let's be mindful. Also, these third world countries, um, Senegal, some of them are beating us in certain subjects. Yes. And they don't have the certain money or resources 
but they have the discipline. Their kids yes. go to school six or seven days a week yeah. during certain hours, and they don't complain not having a summer break. <laughs> oh, boy. See, now you're getting ready to get in trouble now. I got guys in the control room laughing, and everybody's just kind of looking around because – the reality is I have never seen, and I've had the privilege of visiting like 15 different countries, and it's a different mindset. I mean, you talk about, like you just said, you know, no one's trying to figure out how many more days can we get off. It's like, no, how much can we really dive in and understand more and move forward? So to your point, you know, Dr. Simmons, I, I think that we have to remain hungry. We have to be willing to understand that our competition it's coming from everywhere now, you know? I mean, it's it's one of those things that we have to know that and we have to get ready to compete or else we're going to sort of get left behind. And I don't want that, and I'm sure our listeners don't want that as well. So that's something for us to think about. Now, as we get ready to uh, transition here, you know, when we come back from break, you know, Dr. Simmons, I want to hear some suggestions or key advice that you would give to others that, they would need in order to unlock their dreams. So keep that in mind. We're going to take a quick break. I appreciate you. Hey, I appreciate all of our listeners as well, because we are talking about why education holds the key to unlocking your dreams. And you are on with Mariti Carthen and Dr. Jason Carthen, the leadership linebacker. And this is Discover the Leader in You. Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Discover the Leader in You with me, Meridi, and Dr. J in the studio. We are talking about why education holds the key to unlocking your dreams. Shout out to Thomas, who was our caller who had called in. And ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to call in with your question, that number again is 1-888-281-1110. Absolutely. And don't forget to tweet your questions to me at Jason Carthen and we always love the interaction on my Facebook page as well during the week at Jason Carthen Enterprises, but definitely go there. And before I segue, you know what, Dr. Simmons, I know that you are on the social media uh, platform as well. So if people wanted to get in contact with you, if they wanted to tweet to you or if there's a website, take us through that. I want people to reach out to you. Okay, we do. Um, Raising Our Kids have a Facebook page, Raising Our Kids, Inc. Okay. And we do. We are on Twitter at Rock Kids Inc. Excellent, excellent. So everybody, you just heard that. Make sure you are tweeting to what is it again, Doctor Simmons? At Rock R O K Rock Kids. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Very good. Please reach out. Make sure that you are staying connected with Dr. Simmons. She's doing some things in the community. You definitely want to be aware of some of the things that she's doing. And then also, if you have uh, just some questions for her, I think the way she filled it, the last uh, question from Thomas was dead on. And before we went to break, you know, Dr. Simmons, I had set this thing up for you. It was like a, a great tee shot. You're getting ready to hit this thing. So what right. suggestions or key advice would you give to others to help them unlock their dreams? Well, I, I first want to say realize that your dream can become your reality. Okay. And at that moment, you realize this can become my reality, so now let me identify my strengths and my weaknesses mm. and I have to be real with that so once I re realize 
once you realize your strengths and your weaknesses, you use your strength as your drive because you're going to have need a lot of drive for this. And then seek out some resources to help you on the weaknesses. If it's time management, if it's the stick to itness, somebody mm-hmm. that can help hold you accountable. You know, um, as you said, timelines and deadlines to achieve this dream. If you are, you know, going to school, when mm-hmm. is registration? So let me go to a counselor to, to seek out the advice and see the whole plan of um, action. And then that's make the plan, execute it, deliver it, continue to evaluate, execute, and deliver. Wow. Okay. You said quite a bit right there. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just going to pick on one thing, and M, you feel free to jump in. Well, before you pick on it, let me just let our listening audience know that uh, Dr. Simmons, uh, she works in a school K through eight or K through twelve, I believe. So if you uh, need some points on this, uh, I'm, I'll be sure that she gives you her email address because these are some very vital nuggets that she's given off here, and I'm sure she would like to. Uh, discuss it further with you guys if you're interested. Right. And in that same vein, I think one of the questions that I would have for you, you know, Dr. Simmons, you just shared a few things there. And just for our listening audience, you talked about timelines, deadlines, identifying your strengths and your weaknesses. Two things I want to ask you. How is it that our young people and even some of our adults that are going back, how can they identify their strengths? Just a basic thing. What, what can they do? Well, they can just, I, I talked to just one adult um, I had in my office. And um, as I talked to her, she just was telling me, oh, I can sing or I can do this, you yes. know. And she was just telling me exactly what she can do. Okay. Okay. So, or I had an office referral that comes to my office. <laughs> okay. And I'm reading the office referral, and the boy is singing and rapping and all these things while the teacher is um, teaching. Mm-hmm. I said, well, why don't you make a rap out of what you're teaching if you want to rap? <laughs> All right. There you go. Okay. You know, if you want to sing, let's make a tune for, you know, what are the scientific methods? Let's make a tune about it and sing about it if you want to sing. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, I'm taking what he's good at and, and taking that drive to strengthen what he's weak at and when he didn't know the concepts of what the teacher was teaching. Excellent. Excellent. Now, and I have to I have to react to that because it goes back to your earlier point that says, hey, we need to help our young people identify those strengths mm-hmm. and then understand that we cannot put them in a box and say that, you know what, this is the only thing that you're going to be able to do. Instead, we need to be really attentive to how they learn and then capitalize on those strengths. And I think, hey, that is dead on, what you just described. Now, and of course, everyone, we're not advocating that you act out in class and then wrap your way to the office. (laughs) We're not saying that. (laughs) We are saying, though, that there's something undergirding maybe that inability to sit still and listen at that point. But we want to identify what's going to keep them excited what's going to keep them involved and invested in their own education. Now, we just had a question come across here. It says, uh, how can we get parents more involved? So, Dr. Simmons, let me ask you this. How can we get parents more involved with their their students' education? How can we do that? And you know what? Some parents have a fear of what they have had in school. 
So mm. sometimes it's just kind of communicating and making the parents feel comfortable yes. getting involved. Sometimes we need to know why the parents are not involved. And I work in a, um inner city environment, mm-hmm. and some of our parents um, haven't finished school. Mm. So in their experiences with educators haven't been the best experiences as uh, when they were a child. Absolutely. Wow. So sometimes just making them feel comfortable enough, they have the will. I have never met a parent that says, I want my child to fail. Right. I just don't care about their education. I've always, I have always um, had encounters with parents that want the best for their child. Mm-hmm. They just didn't know how. Right. And if we knew how to connect with them and then try to give them those um how the how they would do it Mm, wow we don't open our doors sometimes to connect with them yes and you know what uh we don't even have enough time to talk about this but that's right i mean here here's the reality you know we have we have situations that really are in alignment with what you just described you may have a parent that wants what's best for their children, but if they've never been exposed to just the type of education that's needed, the discipline, all these other things, my wife and I talk about this all the time, you cannot give what you do not have. So people get stressed, they get defensive, they come up to the school and they feel like, you're messing with my baby. So (laughs) I have something to say to you. And then we have an exactly. issue, and, and and instead of sometimes being able to handle them with that velvet glove, we get defensive, and then we turn them away, and then we just lost an opportunity to not only educate exactly. the parent, but our young people as well. So I love the way you're able to really give real-world examples and also solutions as we're talking about this, and based upon that question that came in, you know, I think all of us need to be more sensitive. We need to be more sensitive to... Some of the parents, it doesn't matter if you're in Oakwood, Beachwood, or Warrensville Heights, or wherever you are. You know, we all have to be sensitive to dealing with parents because they are the first line of defense when we're dealing with our young people. Absolutely. So, And sometimes when you have a parent that wants the best for their uh, child or children, and like you said, um, like I could use my, my own example. My father, he uh, only made it to the seventh grade. Uh, born in 1942, and seventh grade was the highest education level that my father had. Mm-hmm. Now, my father did everything that he could to make sure that me and my brothers and sisters were able to go to school because he wanted better for us, but he didn't know how to give. So you had, you know, you have to have that passion, that push, so that you can move forward from that. But if you if you don't have anybody in your corner like educators like Dr. Simmons, it's kind of hard for you to get out there because you feel like you're not equipped to even step to these teachers and ask them how you can help your child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good stuff Absolutely. right there. Good stuff. Well, Dr. Simmons, we're going to have to take a break here in a second. But before we even do that, I sort of want to hear about raising our kids. And I may be throwing you off here, but I want to hear your heart. Tell me just a little bit <laughs> about raising our kids and and maybe uh, how this thing was birthed in you. What, what did you what did you decide that you wanted to change, and so you created raising our kids? What, give me a little backstory behind that. Well, actually, I was um, a single parent on welfare, mm-hmm. didn't have any degrees, and I, I think I was watching a talk show host um, on TV, and they had a troubled child episode. Mm. And all I can remember is I'm screaming at the TV. We need to raise our kids. We need to just take the time to raise our kids. Wow. You know, this the, the parent just 
threw her hands up. She didn't know what to do with her child. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I just was pacing up and down my shotgun house in Alabama. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> saying how um, these kids need help. And if we do not help them at the time that they're kids, what are they going to become as an adult? Mm, that's right. And it sounds, and, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. And right then and there, I, I gathered up my plans. I need to be equipped to do this. That's when I decided I was going to go and finish um, a bachelor's degree. And I was going to open this um, nonprofit once I finished my doctorate degree. Mm, very good. Very good. Well, you know, and we're going to, we want to unpack this some more. We're going to have to take a quick break. But I think one of the things that, I don't want you to sort of gloss over there. You said a lot, and I know for me, you just encouraged my heart. You said that you were a single parent on welfare, and it didn't matter. I don't want you to just, like, gloss over that, Dr. Simmons, and I do say Dr. Simmons because you went through some things in order to be able to get where you are, and our listeners need to understand that your current circumstances do not define your future success because even though you had all that stuff weighing against you, you were still in a place where you wanted to bless others and when you were thinking about raising our kids. So we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to pick this conversation back up when we come back. Hey, everybody, we are talking to Dr. Robin Simmons. She is an educator, an entrepreneur, and a visionary. She needs to understand that, and I know she does. But you are listening to Discover the Leader in You, and I just want to say thanks for tuning in. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody, to Discover the Leader in You. We are diving in even further to why education holds the key to unlocking your dreams with Mariti Carthen and Dr. Jason Carthen and our special guest, Dr. Robin Simmons. You know, Dr. Simmons, I really, again, just have to press the pause button because I can't tell you how many people I encounter that become disheartened, they become overwhelmed, they feel like their circumstances right at that point will define the rest of their existence. And I just have to say again, it's amazing what you've done. Uh, I too grew up in Alabama. I grew up, (laughs) I don't have to go into all my story, but it's very challenging. And the fact that you were able to just move beyond that, I just want someone, anyone out there that's listening, over 185,000 people tune in, just know that there's hope regardless of what's going on in your life and regardless of what your circumstances are. So, Dr. Simmons, I, I just hold you up today as that example and just truly appreciate, you know, your, your willingness to share your story. Okay? Oh, absolutely. And at that time, I didn't know how I was going to get this far. Mm-hmm. I just knew I had the will. Yes. And yes. I was just going to take that one step of walking on that campus <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty serious. I mean, the fact that you just showed up and said, "Hey, uh, I'm here," <laughs> so let's make something happen. And I know M, you had a follow up question I to do. uh, Dr. Sevens too. Well, my first thing is is a comment. I mean, it just takes courage to do what you did. And uh, my question was, what was the greatest hardship you had to overcome while working towards your dream, your dreams, but also 
what made you not give up on that dream? Or did you even think about giving up while you were going through this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought about giving up all the time, you know. Wow. <laughs> when um, finances was very scarce, um, when it's, when my car broke down and I'm like, oh, my goodness, I have to take my child to daycare. I got to go to work. And then mm. I got to go to school. So oh just those little hiccups. Mm-hmm. Um I felt like, oh, well, this is a sign for me to just say, forget it <laughs> yeah. and um, work or stay on welfare. Yeah. But I, you know, um, my my son, had I, that would drove me. I wanted something better for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I have this picture on my desk. When I graduated from college, Madam Kulati, he graduated from kindergarten. Mm. And we took a cap and gown picture together. Oh, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) He'll cherish that later. (laughs) Right. Now he's 21 now. (laughs) But that was um, a sign of the greatest hardship um, Mm. I had to overcome. Because I had nothing. I had nothing to lose, but everything, I guess, to gain. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. And so, therefore, if I can get over that, what else comes? I know I can achieve. I know I that I have this saying, and this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And during that saying, and during that phase of my life, that saying was my saying for everyday circumstances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that um, was the greatest hardship during that phase of of not seeing how I'm going to get out. Mm-hmm. But I just want to get out. Yeah, and it sounds like it was really a faith walk Absolutely. at that point. And then just, you know, fast forwarding a little bit at to after you graduated and now having, you know, you're a principal at the school, correct? Assistant principal, Assist- correct. Okay, and then and so now you're also doing, you know, raising our kids. So to our listening audience that's out, that's out there, if you wanted them to get involved with raising our kids, do you have anything that they can actually come to to support you, to hear your ideas and get involved so they can impact these kids' lives as well? Yes, we have monthly meetings um, for raising our kids. Now, raising our kids, we do um, a couple of things. We are um, doing parent workshops. Oh, wow. Okay. And we have a series of five parent workshops coming up. And we infuse art therapy, music therapy. We'll have a masseuse there. So everybody that attends the workshop will have a complimentary massage. As we go for disciplining our kids, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> Might get a little intense in there. <laughs> Folks gonna be stressed out, Doctor Simmons. That's that's gonna be right. interesting. <laughs> so this but is as they're learning the discipline in their child. They will know the pressure points of how they can relieve that tension at home. Excellent. And this is something that you just you provide this every month. We provided for uh, we're providing for um, a district, two mm-hmm. districts we're in. We're providing these services too. That's so, great. So um, parents will be able to come free of charge and attend um, all five classes. We go over drug, sex, and violence because that's a very hard topic to talk to with your kids, right? Especially at a certain age. Mm-hmm. And so we give um, parents um, a way to deliver that with their kids through a movie night. Mm. We have certain movies that we can have discussions on. So you, you would sit around the family and have a movie night, but it's purposeful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
and things of that nature. Um, but our next meeting is September 27th. Okay. And we meet at the Warfare Library from 3 to 5. From 3 to 5. Everybody, if you did not hear that, September, you said 27th? Okay, Correct. and from three to five, and Dr. Simmons, you also, if I'm not mistaken, you guys just came out with a brand new website. You had to retool it or something like that, so you have a website. If people wanted to go there, how do they get there? Um, www.raisingourkids.org. Okay, perfect. Okay, and so everybody, if you're tuning in, make sure you go out. We really want to support Dr. Simmons. She's doing some amazing things in the community and even just with the description that she just gave, it's a very non-threatening environment, but it's very practical that you can take away nuggets that you can use immediately. And I think we all need that. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, you know, for those of us who have children, we know how important they are, how important education is. She is giving you free guidance and tools on how to become a better parent to our children today. Yeah. And I and I will say this. And Dr. Simmons, I have a, another question for you here that we're going to have to close out the show with. But I want everybody to know my beautiful bride said free, but it's a nonprofit. Y'all give some money. <laughs> Y'all make a donation, Donate. make a gift. I know firsthand with my own foundation, give. <laughs> make sure you give because it allows us to carry out our missional objectives. And she's doing a lot, but a lot goes on behind the scenes, and there is a cost factor that's part of that. So make sure you go, you navigate to the website, and make sure you give and also attend some of the sessions. Now, we have two minutes here, Dr. Simmons, and I just want you to take a minute and answer this question for me. Okay, who are some of the people that you have admired for modeling the pursuit and the achievement of their dreams? Who are some of those people? Well, I like the underdog type of people, and I love Gordon Parks. Have you ever heard of Gordon Parks? No, no. Give us, yeah, tell us a little bit. You got about a minute here. You have seen his work. Gordon Parks was a composer, uh, author. He did Shaft. He was the photographer for the. for the um, civil rights movement mm. with Coretta Scott King holding her baby during the funeral. Yes, yes, um, yes. Of Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. Now, Gordon Park was stillborn when he when he was um, born. He was born stillborn. Oh my! Set aside to be buried, and his doctor took him, massaged his heart under cold water, and he you know became alive and became a healthy baby. He lived until his um in his nineties. Mm. Um, died in twenty two thousand six. Oh my goodness! And for him to go through so many adversities, he was the youngest of fifteen. He was homeless by fifteen years old. Um, mm. his parents died. He um bought his first camera seven dollars and fifty cents. He was the first African American uh, photographer for Life magazine. And for he was the co-founder of Essence. Oh my! And goodness. he's done a plethora of things, and things that people probably have told him because his teacher had told him um, everybody in his classroom would be nothing but a waiter and a porter. Mm, 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 mm. All right. And, well, um, oh no, go ahead, go ahead. We got we got to finish up here. Go ahead. I said, and that's who I I, I cannot make any excuses. That's Gordon right. Park did all that. 
I know I can do more. Yeah, and at the end of the day, I just want to say thank you for educating us on Gordon Park because that's serious right there. I mean, just the fact that he was able to come back from that and just, you know, do some amazing things. Well, hey, everybody. Uh, I personally just want to say thank you to you, Dr. Robin, and just for coming on and taking a risk and sharing some things and really just sharing some nuggets with all of us today. So thank you for coming on the show, okay? I greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Thank Abs- you. Absolutely. Hey, so you have been listening to Discover the Leader in You, uh, me and my beautiful bride, Mariti Carthen. We just always want to let you know that we care about your personal and professional development. And we also want to encourage you to chase after your dreams, be intentional with that every day. There is no excuse. As Dr. Simmons shared today, there's no excuse for not chasing after your dreams. Be intentional with that. We appreciate you. And make sure you're living your life on purpose. Oh, I like that. All right. We're going to segue with that, everybody. Take care. Make sure you tune in next week. And if you haven't gotten it yet, download our app on iTunes or the Google Play Store, and you can stay connected with us. Take care now. Bye, everybody.